2: listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.
3: Well hello there everybody and welcome to a brand new edition of On to the Next One MMAfighting.com's matchmaking podcast as we attempt to Look at the futures for some of the notable names coming out of Saturday night's UFC Vegas 13 card. And some of you might be thinking to yourselves, whoa, it's Sunday. Is this a mistake? No, it is not a mistake because this is a special gift from us to you, our podcast subscribers. So some of you may still be hearing this on Monday, and if so, welcome. But for those who subscribe to our channel on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, etc., you're getting this bad boy a day early. So if you haven't subscribed... Do so right now it's free and it takes three seconds to do so and this just might be a regular thing from here on out so make sure you subscribe and don't miss out you get this episode before anybody else does but uh now that that's out of the way the housekeeping so to speak i am mike Heck, and i'm being joined by the co-host the co-matchmaker the best friend and the tag team partner in this venture mr alexander k lee how are you sir
4: hello mike heck my best friend um <laughs> Sunday so this isn't a special case this isn't because of what when's your when's fake Thanksgiving again when's your uh, fake Thanksgiving in the in the United States uh, that's not this weekend No 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 Not For any listeners who aren't aware even though I mention it frequently I live in Canada where we have already we have real Thanksgiving which we celebrate in October so uh, we do October we do October we do Thanksgiving we do Halloween in the same month as God intended. And uh, we, we save November for I can't remember what we We use the same weekend for something else. But um, yeah, well, anyway, happy fake Thanksgiving to anyone out there celebrating <laughs> early. If, if that's why. Otherwise, if we're just doing Sunday shows from now on, fantastic. But either way, happy to be here. And I have to say Saturday's show was was pretty decent. Uh, I know you guys did the, pre, the post show yesterday. I was not there, but I will say I think the UFC has found a good formula with having uh, mismatches. Not well, I shouldn't say mismatches, but pretty clear heavy favorites on the prelims which often leads to finishes which you've seen in the last two shows and then having competitive bites in the main card this is not a bad strategy i would say for for casual uh breezy viewership this is
3: like the old school edition of like monday night raw that's yeah what they are. like squash matches for some of the some of the up-and-coming names to get them over and then there's you know a pretty good main event to, to keep the people on board for the two hours or three hours now
4: i, think I, that's I don't remember anyone's ears getting torn off on, uh, you know, old episodes of like WWF superstars. But uh, again, I didn't see every episode. So and we all know Mick Foley certainly had a share of injuries. Uh, but uh, yes, I don't recall too many head, heddle, heddle, that's a medical term, headle disfigurements uh, happening on my, my Saturday morning wrestling. Uh, But we certainly got that yesterday. We sure did. We got a little bit of everything. But uh, let's go ahead and light this
3: candle, AK. Let us begin with the man who came out victorious in the main event of UFC Vegas 13, Glover Teixeira, who at 41 years of age used that granite chin of his, used his outstanding ground game, his heart, his elbows, his fists, and everything else, and submits Tiago Santos in the third round. And come Tuesday this man should have a number one next to his name in the light heavyweight division. But, as everybody knows by now, the UFC is leaning towards Jan Blachowicz defending his title for the first time against Israel Adesanya. And it seems that is still the plan as of right now. So, the question is, AK, what does Glover do? Does he wait for the winner and hope that Blachowicz does win that fight? Does he hope maybe someone prices themselves out and he can just sort of slide in there or does he just say, you know what?
4: I don't want to wait that long. Keep me busy. What do you think he does here? I mean, yeah, look, if Izzy prices himself out of the uh out of the, the uh Jan Blachowicz fight, you then is right there. You know, that's that's the great thing. We know everyone was kind of downplaying the the implications of this fight with that uh, Izzy Blachowicz announcement. But again it's important to be number one not just on the short list but to be at the front of that short list which is where Teixeira kept himself with that win yesterday but yeah look uh, I I, I joked about that I don't remember if I tweeted this or anything but I joked that all it takes is 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 for uh, Izzy to ask for a few extra dollars that rubs uh, Dana White in the UFC the wrong way and then suddenly it's it's uh, oh I never the Izzy fight was never even close to being finished Uh, it was always going to be it was always going to be whoever won uh, you know the UFC Vegas 13 main event that I was going to put in that pole position to fight Jan Blachowicz so that can change really quickly uh I, I, obviously that's a cool fight, you know, Blahovich izzy so I don't want to poop on it. But really, uh, Teixeira should not have to fight again. He should just wait for the winner of that fight. Uh, he should fight Blahovic. But we do know if Izzy beats him, it probably sets the table for John Jones to come back to light heavyweight and fight him. And that means Teixeira would be on the shelf for six months, nine months. We don't know. We don't know how long it takes for all this to unfold. So if he has to fight again, Mike, if he has to fight again, the Dominic Reyes Yeri Prohaska winner they're fighting in february uh, february 27th but he shouldn't my, my my thing is wait for he should get the Blahovic uh at your winner especially if it's Blahovich.
3: yeah for I, I think he's probably screwed here honestly like he's he's probably going to have to fight again but you know it, if you want to throw him like a little bit of a bone and the UFC should absolutely do this make him the backup for the on versus Izzy fight in case something happens like at least he gets an extra paycheck to make weight. So at least you're saying, hey, Glover, we care. We're not giving you the shot, but, you know, we care. You know, if something happens, we slide you in there. If not, we'll give you give you a couple extra shekels. But, uh, you know, if Vlahovic wins that fight, Glover's obviously the guy you slide in there. If Adesani wins, like you said, he's fighting John Jones more than likely. They would have to make that fight because if you didn't make it then, you're never going to. So, like, and I'm, I mean, I'm completely in agreement with you. You do Glover versus the winner of Dominic Reyes versus Jerry Prohashka, and the winner gets the next title shot. Or, you know, if Adesanya wins, and let's just say he beats John Jones, Glover's right there probably for a vacant title fight or something like that. So we don't know what's going to happen. Vacant title fight is a very pos- possible thing here. But, you know, uh, how like Dana White said, Adesanya's got options. This is great. Glover's got options too, but it's not so great for him.
4: Yeah, uh, it's the only thing else. Uh, the one The one thing I want to add is, you know, it's kind of like uh, our own Casey Lydon was. Um, he was very frustrated. Remember with the uh, Lauren Murphy. Uh, who did Lauren Murphy beat again? That short notice replacement, um, Lilia Shakarova. Ah, uh, yes, yes, Lilia Shakarova. Excellent, thank you. Uh, <laughs> and uh, obviously, fighting uh, the Reyes Prachachka winner would be very different than that. But I, I mean, even even the Calvillo matchup, I remember Casey wasn't crazy about because he felt that Murphy had done enough to sort of uh earn a title shot and then having to fight again was you know it's it sucks it's you you need you need to stay busy you need to get that paycheck that's how these guy people earn their living uh but it, it is unfortunate and you're right and really to share find some the same place he's the number one contender he doesn't become more the number one contender with a win <laughs> over reyes or yuri guy right it's, just, it's it's only he only has something to lose for the fans great fight you know can't complain if that happens but really uh maybe we're just being sentimental but the I, I would like to see, to share, get one more crack at the at the, at the UFC light heavyweight title.
3: If if Dominic Reyes beats Yuri Prohashka, I don't think Glover's going to have to fight again. I think mm. that he's he's good to go. But if Yuri wins, you best believe they're going to do everything in their power to make that yeah. fight. And I like Yuri, mm-hmm. and he's getting pushed, and deservedly so. But I think Glover probably beats him pretty handily. That's just, just Glover's in that spot right now. I think Glover beats Jan Blachowicz right now, For being honest. He's just that he's just that much on a run, and he's looking that good, like yeah he got he got caught a couple of times with Tiago Santos, but he stayed in there both of those times, and Jan's got that polish power, but we can it's it's a pretty fair argument that Santos is the most powerful guy at two o five more than likely like he's got more bricks in his hand than than Jan does Jan's got sneaky power, but thiago's got that like life altering one shot power, and Glover's just like, ooh. I'm still gonna take you down and submit you, and that's what he did. So, and so, as we move ahead to Thiago Santos, I mean, like we said, certainly had his moments. Almost finished the fight twice, and if he didn't chase Glover to the ground in the third round and just let him back up, maybe he would have gotten the finish on the feet. Maybe not, but the chances would have increased. One would guess. So, this one seems kind of easy. A.K. Alexander Rakic needs a fight. He deserves someone in the top five. That works for me. Rakic versus Santos. What say you?
4: Yeah, that, that was the obvious choice for me as well. But I didn't love it. it, it, it I it not love took, it either. No, it, t- it took me a while. Yeah, it took me a while to settle on it. Like, that's the first. I looked at my rankings. I'm like, I'm just like, OK, who hasn't he fought? Who's, who's not blah, 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 Who needs, as you said, who needs a fight? Who deserves a fight still with the top 10 guy? Rockets, boom, popped up right away. And I was like, but I was like, is that it? Like, is that really my only option here? Um, and it really, nothing else jumped out. The only thing, and, and I think we've kind of played around with the winners or losers of this matchup uh, fighting. Uh, I remember I know I mentioned them in the Johnny Walker. I feel like I've mentioned them in another matchup. But uh, you know, Shogun Hua and uh, uh, Craig, Craig are fighting again on November 21st. Maybe the loser of that fight fights Tiago Santos. But really, the, the Rocket fight has a lot more juice to it. And, and again, I, you know, we both came to this conclusion. I think it makes sense. It's not a sexy matchup. It's not a great matchup for Thiago Santos, uh, but it is a good test to see how how serious Thiago, Thiago Santos is um, really is as a contender. Because uh, I think we have seen his limitations. I think we're aware of his limitations. We've somewhat seen his ceiling. Uh, maybe it was the John Jones fight. Maybe that's the best Thiago Santos will see. Um, but if he gets past a guy like Rakic, he's not. Then you know that keeps him right up there. He's not far removed from uh, from getting it, staying in that light heavyweight title picture, which. Again, we don't know what it'll look like by mid-2021, or the end of 2021, but he'll want to still be in the talks, of course.
3: Yeah, and I think if Dominic Reyes beats Yuri Prohashka, maybe you do Reyes versus Santos because there's just really no other way to go. Or you could do the loser of that fight. Mm -hmm. He's got options, but I I think Rakic, just because he deserves something like that, he deserves that fight, I think that's probably the way to go. Uh, This is interesting, AK. Co-main event... We saw Andre Orlovsky play spoiler once again, this time at the uh, expense of Tanner Bozier. Not the greatest fight ever, but Arlovsky fought a very smart fight. And listen, you can complain about the fight all you want, but the man got the second half of his paycheck, and that is all that matters at the end of the day, AK. So, what is next for the former heavyweight champion of the world?
4: I had, Mike, I had the perfect matchup for him in my mind, because I was looking over... I, I, we were doing you know, I was doing some writing by Orlovsky uh, for the site, and then I, I was like, man, he's fought really every name heavyweight, uh, like almost in anime history. One, he hadn't. I was like, perfect matchup. Junior Dos Santos. Perfect. Unfortunately, <laughs> Dos Santos is for some reason booked against uh, Cyril Ilgan on December 12th. I hate this matchup. I, I like it for Cyril Ilgan because I, I think obviously he's a great prospect, and it's a winnable fight for him. It's a good test, though I think it's way too early for... It's, it's such a weird fight. I feel like at the same time, one, it's way too early for Ghan, but I also hate it for JDS because I just don't think he should be in this sort of prospect-building position. I, I just don't think that's where he deserves to be yet. Um, so I think a fight between Orlovsky was him and Orlovsky was, was perfect. So I would say give him the winner of that fight, but I don't really want to see Orlovsky fight Ghan either. So it's really only if, if JDS uh, pulls off uh, an upset there that I, that I would want to see him fight but I, I And you know what? That fight will probably still happen someday, if not next Sometime next year, 2022. These guys are, are lifers. Uh, so if not that, then uh, I kind of just throw, Sh- Shamil Abdurakhimov. <laughs> all right. A- age-wise, they're around the same. I think people don't realize that Abdurakhimov's kind of had has had nowhere near as lengthy a UFC career, of course. But he's uh, he's actually 39 years old, so people don't know. So he's right around Arlovsky's age. So age-appropriate matchmaking. That's what I'm all about. So Arlovski gets the win. I have no problem with the way he won that fight because. Sure.
3: Got to make that money, son. And, you know, he did have some things to say after the fight about game plans and how he wants to fight smarter. You know, these are all good things for his career, especially at his age. But you know how Dana White can be. He'd rather see Arlovsky get in there and throw bolos. And I think the UFC wanted to use this fight as a launching pad of sorts for Tanner Bossier, and Arlovsky thwarted those plans. And for that, and AK, you are going to hate what I have to say more than likely. He's going to have to pay the price for it. So normally, as you talked about, I think it was last week, maybe two weeks ago, I don't like to check off two boxes in one show, but I'm going to do it here. Arlovsky, the man is a legend, former heavyweight champion of the world, in the record books a number of times. But this is a guy, unfortunately, that for the remainder of his career, he's either going to be putting over up-and-coming talent Or he's just going to spoil parties, and it's a cool moment when he does that. Mm -hmm. So what I think the UFC is going to do here, and maybe this won't be next for his opponent, but next for Andre, I think he's going to fight Alexander Romanov. Maybe Romanov gets another one in before the end of the year, but if he wins, and the way they like to match guys like this up, he probably will. You do Romanov versus Arlovsky after that. Or they just get that one in the books, February, or March, or something. But it seems like Romanov wants to fight in December. He called out Marcin Tybora. Don't hate that idea. But if he goes out, and beats Tybora, get Marlovsky next. That's what I think they'll do. Ak. Okay?
4: I'll be honest. I can't remember the last time Arlovsky faced like in a uh, someone with like that kind of wrestling, that kind of aggressive wrestling. Because I was going to say like, oh, I hate this matchup because he'll ragdoll Arlovsky. I don't know if that's ever happened to Arlovsky before. i right. have actually like looking for but again but again has he ever fought someone who could really do that to him i guess in that sense it's interesting but again like i said ah gosh i just don't want to see i think i don't if 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 it's possible if romanov can do that to him i don't want to see that i i kind of like olendary orlovsky and i don't know if i want to see that but it does make a lot of sense again if we want to do the both guys picked up wins on on the card their timelines probably match up i i'm not against it happening it's just not not my favorite uh you were you were right you were right thank you. you you know me well Mike, I wasn't I wasn't happy to hear that.
3: Yeah, I'm not happy saying it, if we're being honest, but I just think <laughs> that's what's going to happen. And I think it's like the next logical step because I don't want to... Because the, the reason I suggest this fight is I don't want the UFC to just throw Romanov into a top 10 fight, which they they would do. And I, I mean, it's something they would absolutely do they've done it before. At least with Arlovsky, they're still slow rolling him a little bit. No disrespect to Arlovsky at all cause he just got a nice win on Saturday. But still this is a winnable a winnable fight for romanov gives him a step up but it's not like a ridiculous step up where you're like okay this guy might get knocked out and look really bad and we thwart his career before it even really gets started in the ufc but it is the heavyweight division i think it happens so interesting options i'm sure the ufc would rather us be talking about tanner boja right now but uh it is what it is tanner is a pretty easy pick and we'll talk about that later but how about Hayoni Barcelos, A.K. Good Lord, this guy is a talent in a very loaded 135-pound division. Defeats Khalid Taha on short notice. He's 5-0 in the UFC, 16-1 overall. He's got a nine-fight winning streak now, I believe. This man is a problem, and quite frankly, he should absolutely unequivocally be ranked in this division. And if he isn't by Tuesday... He deserves to fight somebody in the top 15 for sure. And I said this on Twitter. My first choice, if he's ready to turn around next month, give him Marab to Willy Marab needs an opponent. Barcelos getting some steam. That's a lot of fun. If they already have somebody in mind for Marab, you give him a guy like Cody Stamen or you give him Song Dong. Regardless, it's somewhat interchangeable in my mind. Barcelos versus X, but that X better have a number next to his name. What is your position on Hayoni Barcelos and his next move?
4: Yeah, look, we've been kind of on a downer with our last two picks. We are like, you know, we were kind of resigned to them. Uh, that Murab fight is that's that's the one I want to. It's the one I want to see. It makes sense. Uh, December 5th, right? Murab was, looking, Murab was supposed to face a, you know, a ranked guy in uh, Cody Stamen. Uh, and now, like you said, he's going to he would instead get a guy who definitely should be ranked by the time by next week. Uh, or at least if not on the fringe I, I'll, I'll tell you in my rankings he's actually just outside but but my rankings are a little screwed up I probably I probably have some old dudes ahead of uh uh how ha- how yep how that uh that he should be ranked over but I my my ranks can be my rankings can be a little studgy um <laughs> so yeah that that's fight awesome fight on paper uh good, good mix of styles oh you know someone someone streaks gonna have to end but man that's just a super super exciting fight so that, that'd be it um otherwise if we're talking ranked, uh, hat tip to uh, Bloody Elbow's Mookie Alexander here, who threw this one out. Some other people mentioned this as well, but I saw him mention it first. Uh, Jimmy Rivera, I think, makes a lot of sense. It does make a lot of sense. I do do not want that over the mirror fight. But Jimmy Rivera, for sure, veteran guy. Again, uh, really good test. Rivera, but for better or for worse, kind of in that gate uh, bantamweight gatekeeper role now. You know, he looked like a, a title contender before, but... The way they've matched him up and the way his results have kind of played out, it does feel like he's that test. He's that test for some some guys to see how close they are to the top five and maybe not necessarily a top five guy himself. Uh, the other one is maybe the, maybe the Ricky Simone, uh, Brian Kelleher winner, January 16th. That could be fun. But but, uh, and, but again, those guys will uh, – we know, we know Kelleher. If he wins, who knows when he'll, he'll, he'll fight the next week. So impossible to predict really. Uh, Ricky Simone might be looking for a little bit more of a name. Maybe he doesn't want to go – he might view Barcelos as a step backwards. I'm not sure. But uh, uh, Barcelos, Davalos really is the matchup to make,
0: absolutely.
3: bonus winner to one of the performance of the night winners along with Mr. Romanov. Giga Chikadze approves to 5 and 0 in the UFC and second fighter to go to get four wins in 2020. Follows up Kevin Hollins the next week knocks out Jamie Simmons in the first round, beautiful head kick to the ground and pound. A lot of people excited for Giga Chikadze AK. Okay, what do you like next for him?
4: Well, we have to say uh, it's a good thing Giga Chikadze got, got on the mic and uh and, and also there was some social media activity as well because I was this close, Mike, you know this, to banning Giga from <laughs> our show. Okay. him, and Kevin Holland was already – Kevin Holland's already banned. Kevin Holland, I am telling you right now, he is banned. I think we did match the week for him last time. But this is – that is it because uh, what did he do? He just accepted that uh, that short-notice fight with uh, – my memory is terrible. Well, who's Kevin Holland fighting now? Jack Hermanson. Thank you. Uh, Jack Hermanson. People, I, I, I'm not a smart man. He's fighting Jacker Manson now again. And anyway, you know what? That's something we should have seen coming. Okay, well, as soon as as soon as the, the as soon as Till dropped out, we should have been. But but that happened after the show. So Holland, because he'll fight with two weeks three weeks notice, he is banned. I, I you you have not agreed. You have not co-signed on this. this is only I'm the only one who has signed on this. He's banned from the show. Giga was close because Giga has been fighting a lot too. Just taking whatever fights get thrown his way. Uh, so he's almost banned from our show because we just can't predict these guys, Mike. It's frustrating to me. But thankfully, he called out Jeremy Stevens, who's looking for a fight uh, after losing uh, missing Arnold Allen for his next booking. And uh, Jeremy Stevens responded with "Nice fight, Giga" Chica- on Twitter. Uh, "Nice fight, Giga Chikadze." I accept for December butt cheeks. Let's go. <laughs> I thought that was an autocorrect. I assume it is a reference to Chikadze butt cheeks. Chikaze. Well done, Jeremy Stevens. Well done. And uh, and then Giga responded early this morning. What would have been early this morning. Uh show up bum December. I'll break your jaw. So fifteen fifteen seventeen. Are there two cards? He said fifteen seventeen. I don't know what that means, but so Giga's down. Dude, they, he did our work for us. Uh I'm in, I'm into it. Giga chikadze Jeremy Stevens, let's roll.
3: Yeah, I, I I could not have loved the Stevens call out anymore. Like he did plant the seeds for maybe a future fight with Arnold Allen, but that mm-hmm. fight's not gonna happen anytime soon and I think he knows that. And he should understand that as well. Like Arnold Allen is on a ridiculous run right now. He's a top 10 guy. Fighting a guy like Giga Jakadze does nothing for him. Like Giga's got some buzz to him, but in terms of ranking and all that stuff, it means it's a very risky fight with very little reward. Because I'd love to see Arnold Allen fight Edson Barboza. That that works out perfectly for me. So, yeah, give Jakadze what he, what he wants. Give him Stevens. Top 10 guy's going to stand there right in front of him. Stevens still has some pop even at this point, like, even though he's on a losing streak, he can still knock dudes out. So this is a good test, a veteran name, a guy who quite honestly fits into Chikadze's fighting style quite well. And I saw people on Twitter saying that that was a bad callout. Like, I could not disagree more. This was a perfect A-plus callout in my book, and I am completely on board with this idea, okay, completely.
4: Yeah, uh, uh, Stevens is still ranked, I think, in the UFC's... Or Again, maybe it's my, my, my number nine reference. eight or nine. That's what I thought. Is he not still in the top ten? He should be um, he was at least like a few days ago unless something drastically he, changed. Yes, he is tied for Ar- with Arnold Allen ranked eighth, so It's a great call out and people think it's too soon Which which again if you've seen both guys fight if you've seen Shikaze finally getting his first finish by the way, you know that he is a top 20 caliber guy uh, and and again maybe top ten but that's why the Stevens call is so good. It's it's a guy who's on, who's probably on his way out of the top ten. Chikadze is looking to slide in there. Style wise, very good for him. Uh, very winnable fight. It's a it's a perfect call out. Um, if people wanted to be a little more uh, rankings appropriate, a guy who I think is a little closer to him in the rankings, I kind and, and still a veteran. Uh, people are gonna hate this because it won't shoot him up that much. I kind of like the a Daniel Pineda matchup. Uh, Pineda had the chance to capitalize since the Herbert Burns upset, but. Again, if you, if, if you want to take it a little bit slower at Giga, Daniel Pineda would be a fun one, a veteran, good test for him. And then uh, the other option is – actually, I wrote this down as he should fight the winner of this fight. But I think it's just as likely that maybe he steps in to replace one of these guys. God forbid anything happen. Uh, the Nate Landwehr-Mosar uh, Evluev fight, which is also happening uh, which is happening on December 5th. And uh, you know if someone drops out of the fight, Giga's sliding right in. I would love to see Giga versus Nate Landwer. I'm just saying. That would be insane.
3: Yes. <laughs> So he's got some options, big win, stepped in, got a short notice fight and, and did what he needed to do with it. Big, big victory for him. But uh, let's move to the first fight on the main card. Yan Zhaonan picks up her biggest win over Claudia Gedalia, kick off uh, the ESPN 2 main card, whatever it was, ESPN, earns a unanimous decision win. She looked great. Gedalia just had nothing for her after that first round and... You could argue that Gedalia lost that round, too, because of the damage she was taking from Nan off of her back. And I think you throw her in there with the top five opponent next. Like, And I know I saw a lot of people suggesting the winner of Michelle Watterson versus Amanda Hibas because they're going to fight in January. Carla Esparza is sitting right there at number three. I think that is the fight to make. Esparza just keeps knocking off these new up-and-coming faces. Nan is probably going to be ranked in the top five by Tuesday, so that fight makes per- perfect sense to me, AK. What do you think?
4: So as far as we know, it hasn't been booked yet, but the, the matchup that we assume everyone's working on, uh, I think for early next year, I think Dana White has mentioned early next year, they're, they're hoping uh, Zhang Weili and Rose Namajunas, right? So, so everyone else has to wait. I, I remember, I believe in an earlier show, I had said I liked Asparza to get a title shot at some point, but she would have to wait a really long time now. She does have to fight. So certainly the matchup with Yan made sense to me. Uh, otherwise, the thing is, I, now I think Yan is in a similar position to, 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 to share her. Well, I don't think she needs to fight again. But she probably is going to. She probably is going to. She also kind of needs that. This was a statement win, but you know, people like finishes. I'm sure people would want to see her uh, knock somebody out at least. But uh, you know, a run of decisions isn't always the uh, most attractive thing to fans, unfortunately. But uh, she looked really, really good on Saturday, so uh, that that definitely, for me, that was that was all the statement she need to make. People need to see her work. So I would love to see her fight the winner of Zhang Namajunas. But otherwise, there's a lot of other worthy people. If we're going top five, the only tricky thing with this is we don't know when she'll be ready to fight again. Uh, and it's another undefeated UFC fighter, so I don't know if they want to go that way. But Tatiana Suarez, I'm kind of interested in that fight. You know, I, I hate to take the heat off of one of them, but Suarez, because she's been out for so long, I do think needs to fight again, and she needs a tough opponent. I don't think she should go much lower than Jan in the rankings. And I don't, and and again, top five, the only people I have above Jan right now uh, is a very short list, and, and Tatiana Suarez is one of them. So I'm willing to I'm willing to see that if uh, if they, she doesn't wait for the the Zhang Namajuna's winner.
3: Yeah. Yeah, just I, I think she needs like at least another win, maybe two at this point. Like is a good win, but not a great win. I mean many think that she lost the Angela Hill fight. I think Esparza if she can beat Carla Esparza, I think it's there's no doubt about it. And I, and on the flip side, if Carla Esparza beats Xiaonan, I think it's that's it. Like you have to give Esparza the title shot next. You just have to. Like mm. people may not want to see it, but that would be that that's it. That that's the win you need to, to get you over the top, but Um, As you guys heard earlier, I did somewhat matchmake for Alexander Romanov. We did want to spotlight him because he's just ridiculous and so fun to watch. And I will say that, uh, like I alluded to earlier, I think they will try to book him in December. He did call out Marcin Tybura. I think that's what they end up doing. And then all signs of my eyes point to Romanov versus Arlovsky, as I stated. So, AK, I give you the floor for your Alexander Romanov pick.
4: Uh, a sick part of me really wants to see the Tabura matchup, just because that has to be the first time anyone's called up Martin Tabura Has to be I I, I could be wrong. I you know I'm not people you like you say look I can't I clearly can't remember fights that are scheduled to happen in, like next week So for me to try and remember if anyone has ever called out Martin Tabura is, is fool's gold uh, as a fool's errand, but uh, i that just I don't know why that just blew me away i'm like that's it's a very it was very logical it's very logical so but i but the matchup doesn't interest me that much style wise i don't know uh i kind of want to see him face one more guy around his level of experience so i actually was leaning towards tai Tuivasa, uh a guy who won a who was coming off a win who we didn't match make last time because i do like to see these younger guys get like Three wins. Three UFC wins before I started saying, all right, I'm going to throw him right up the rankings now. Throw him right in there with a veteran. Throw him top 15 guy. So, I think Tai Tuivasa makes a lot of sense. So, uh, yeah. But, Romanov, man, such an exciting prospect. Uh, God, when you have that level of wrestling and, and uh, aggression, gosh, at the, the heavyweight. And he's only, I think he's, what, 29 or 30? Or maybe I'm overaging him. Uh, let me check real quick. He is 29. He's 29. That's he'll, be, he'll be 30 December 11th. 29 is 21 in, in, uh, when you're in the heavyweight division, uh, <laughs> uh, compared to every other division. That's really young. Again, if you just need to look at the list of heavyweights that are under the age of 30 in the UFC, uh, it's not a long list. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm cautious. I think Taito Vasa would be a fun matchup. Uh, maybe, uh, it might be, people might look at it as kind of like a Rocky Rocky Martinez thing, but I think Tai Tobas is a step above that. Uh, and I'd like to see if he's improved his uh, takedown defense enough to deal with someone like uh, Romanov. Unlikely. But I, I think still has a lot of potential.
3: I am going to do everything in my power to get Alexander Romanov on what the heck this week. Oh, I've already planted please. some seeds, so we're going to try to make please. that happen. I definitely want to get him on. He's just, he's just so fun to watch. As we head to everybody's favorite segment, the wild card round, where we select a fighter we have not match made for yet. And we will do so right now. So, Mr. Alexander K. Lee, we will begin with you. What is your
4: UFC Vegas 13 wild card selection? Well, first I have to ask, you you did the damage, right? I did you, not. You did, you did not? You did not do Darren Elkins? Oh, man. Darren Elkins. Uh, he was due, as our Casey Lighten likes <laughs> to say. He snapped. No way he could have lost. Uh, snapped a four-fight losing streak in impressive fashion. In classic the damage fashion, we should say. Because there was several moments in that fight where he was just getting cracked and frankly until he uh until he took control in the third with his grappling got the submission win i actually think that it could have uh, garagori uh, could have won that fight by decision It was maybe one and one on the scorecards but uh sure enough the damage he he, he did what he does he found a way to keep found a way to find a win uh, and uh now he's he ha- He's tied the UFC record for most uh, UFC featherweight wins with Max Holley, which is pretty damn impressive. Um, so I like him. And I think Makwan Amir Khani. Amir Khani just suffered that tough loss to Barbosa. Uh, he, again, he's a guy who we keep saying is kind of right on that cusp of stardom. But there's some, some definite weaknesses there with uh, maybe a little bit in the striking and definitely in the cardio, uh, which is troubling. But, uh, so, yeah, putting him in there with a, with a machine like Elkins would be really fun. You have, I think I'd get another classic Elkins fight. It's got a weather and early storm from Amir Khani. And then as the fight goes on, who knows? Maybe Elkins, get, Elkins gets himself another win. The other one I would have liked to see was, uh, I think this fight was booked and then it, it, it was canceled for whatever reason. Alex Caceres, maybe. little veteran fight. Fun little veteran fight. Fun fight for both guys. But uh, Amir Khani, I think. Uh, I still want to see him getting tested. I think he's in that stage now. He needs to keep fighting veterans like Barbosa, like Elkins. And then we'll see if... um. If he ever makes it over that over that hill that we, we keep thinking he has the, the potential to do.
3: There's a part of me watching I think as the fight was happening, I was like, Alright, I'm gonna match make for Darren Elkins. And then when I heard his post fight interview with John Anick, I was like, I don't feel like I have the heart to make this make another fight for this man. Like, if he wants to keep going, that's great, but just seeing him on camera, just all over the place and face all mangled black eyes and all this other stuff. I just was like, I can't do it. Uh, respect for you to, uh, for doing that. You are a true journal- journalist. But uh, <laughs> I have I have two ready. One is kind of obvious, so I'm not going to go with it as my official pick. Tanner Bozier versus Maurice Green. That is easy peasy. That is the fight to make. Storyline's already built. There you go. So that's absolutely easy. But my wild card pick, because we like to little, th- dig a little deeper, like to go on a journey, I'm going with the Houston, Texas police officer, Trevin Giles, because this man has had a crazy road, AK. Lost his fight with Kevin Holland minutes before it's about to begin because he faints backstage. Scary situation. Now he's watched Kevin Holland just run off all these wins, and now he's going to get a UFC main event on December 5th. So this guy's like, you know what? I, I want, you know, give me a little something, something. Give me an opportunity. He looked good on Saturday. Finishes Bavon Lewis in the third round. So he's got two straight wins. And I have the perfect fight. And I'm going to back away from one of my picks coming out of UFC 254. I was ready to throw this man a different opponent. I still like the idea if the UFC puts this together. But I am officially changing direction. The fight to make Trevin Giles versus Phil Haas. Step up for Phil. Step up for Trevin. I think it's perfect for both guys. Okay, they're right around the same, in my opinion. I probably got them top thirty-five, top forty guys. Trevin's a tough out. He's going to test Phil Haas. I think this is the
4: fight to make. Trevin Giles versus Phil Haas. Yes. Uh, my only thing, I I, I like it. I, I Haas, I feel like does. Uh, I'm sorry, Giles would say I feel like deserves to fight someone. You know me, I'm an experienced guy. I do I do hinge a lot of my matchmaking on experience. Uh, Haas looked great. It, insanely great in his uh, his uc debut but he's only 1-0 i don't know i don't know if he's earned i don't know if he's earned that giles fight yet even though as you mentioned uh giles you know kind of seduced some building back after that's you know that kind of screwy win over james kraus and then missing out the holland fight um and i think he's aware you're right of kind of the hype around phil Haas. so maybe this is his chance to kind of steal some of that steal some of that heat um but i don't know i, I don't know if i like giles facing Haas just yet but uh but Haas is rising real quick. Like I'm just, now, I'm just looking at the guys ahead of Haas, and I'm not sure uh, he's obviously he's going to end up fighting someone with more experience than him, more likely than not. And and Giles, yeah, you could pick, you could certainly pick worse names than Giles. Yeah, I just again,
3: I just I, my fear is the UFC is just going to throw Haas to a top fifteen guy because that's what the UFC likes to do. Oh, oh yeah, no. he got an 18 second knockout. Let's let's throw him right in there. Let's give him. Oh no. <laughs> let's give him some. Let's give him somebody ridiculous. Like no, let's. You know, hit the brakes a little bit, slow it down let's give him Trevin Giles, see what he can do and if he loses, it's not the end of the world and if he wins, then okay, this guy is uh, this guy's the real deal so I think that's good Impa Kasaganai was another name I thought of but I can't, I don't know if Giles is going to be too excited about that because Kasaganai was on the wrong end of a posterizing which Kasaganai is a great guy but I just I think Giles probably needs something a little bit better and I think Phil Haas would would get him out
4: of bed so there you go. I think we've matchmaking for this this guy already. But how do you feel about Trevin Giles and Jerkis uh, Duplessis? Um, I don't mind it. I
3: don't no. mind it. But that's that's a big step up, I think. KSW title shot for <laughs> for Giles. I think Duplessis is like right there. I think he's like a win or two away. For I, he might be a win away from the top fifteen. This guy is legit, very legit. And I know Phil Haas is only one and zero in the UFC, but Duplessis is globally renowned people think that this guy is a top 15 guy already. So it's kind of, yeah, it's kind it'd of be tough.
4: It would be, be a big get for Giles. If he, if, he get it, if, his, if his team could put that fight together, yeah, that'd be a big get. Absolutely. Uh, listener suggestions. I oh. mean, we're growing like crazy oh, here, AK. We have so many. Uh, we have some regulars, of course, our, our, our good pal, uh, Tristan Gordett. he He's doing a couple. Uh, I've seen other people mention this. He likes Barcelos and uh, Marlon Vera that's a super tough fight for vera for Cheeto. i think Cheeto is being a little more strategic with his uh with his booking right now so yeah i mean look he wouldn't say no i don't think Cheeto says no to anything but i i would think he's done the ufc enough favors and took, taken on enough tough opponents that they would give him someone who's a little more well known a little more of a name than than haoni so haoni like again we all know who, who who've kept up with him no he's a top 10 talent for sure he's just not a top 10 name yet i think as far as recognition but if that if that fight was booked, would not be surprised.
3: Yeah, not to uh, not to cut you off, but it seems mm-hmm. that all signs are pointing towards Cheeto versus Jose Aldo
4: at some point, maybe yes. December or January. Yes, I think that's the other issue with the match. I think that one makes a lot more sense. Um, and then uh, I think you mentioned this. Uh, Romanov and Juan Espino, did you mention this already? I did not mention that. I think I've seen multiple people mention this one. Yeah, uh, again, style-wise, sure. Two grapplers. Two, two big, strong, burly grapplers makes sense. Uh, again, I think they're... A, 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 you know, whatever, both two and in the UFC, so if you want to again, go with the experience thing. For some reason it's just I just feel like they're going in different directions. I don't know why. Uh, mathematically they're not. Mathematically it makes a lot of sense. But uh, anyway, thank you look for those suggestions, Tristan. Uh, I'll go to the I'll go to the Instagram DMs. My first Jacob Australia into my DMs like for uh, for plenty plenty of matchups. Uh, I'll just read I'll read a couple of them. What do you think of uh Juan Espino and Arlovsky. Uh, Old guy battle. I don't mind that one either. I'm okay with that. He also threw this one out he also threw this one out there. I don't like this for Arlovsky at all, obviously. Uh Tom Aspinall Sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> no. He might get Boz- He might get Bozered. Yeah, that's uh, not good, yeah. Uh Tanner Bozer, Stefan Struve? That's a weird one. I don't know how I feel Sure. About that. <laughs> but I think
3: Bozer and Greens fight to make. Or you give or you uh, give Bozer Greg Hardy.
4: I didn't like this one because, it's, again, it's a guy on a winning streak versus a guy on a losing streak, uh, but it would be a top-ten opponent. Uh, but Hione and uh, Rafael Asuncao. Hmm. hmm. Maybe. Dangerous fight for Asuncao. And then we didn't match up uh, Claudia Gedelia, so uh, so we'll, we'll shout out Jacob from Australia for this one. Uh, uh, Gadelia versus the winner of Mackenzie Dern and Jenderoba, Roba.
3: Yeah, I, that, that's, that's Makes pretty Makes sense, good. right?
4: I hadn't even thought about that it makes sense yeah either way you're getting a sick like grappling battle uh anyway and he says love the show and all of the MMAfighting.com coverage so that's definitely for you mike uh that comment is for you my friend i don't know now <laughs> now we had a lot of twitter activity uh a few a few dms uh so again some, some of our old pals harry lipsky he wants to see he's with us he says he says glover has to get the uh the Adesanya winner. So uh and he he liked the Romanov Tobur, call it. So that Romanov Tobur uh, is it's building a lot of steam. It's building a lot of steam. Everyone's <laughs> talking about it. Aronsky uh, brought up a good point of uh, Barcelos versus Sean O'Malley, which I cannot imagine the UFC booking that fight. No chance. Uh, and Jack Shore, which seems beneath Barcelona's this point but he did replace shore against taha so that wouldn't be the first time that the ufc has kind of done something like that kind of like oh well you you replace this guy so now you now you fight him i don't know it, it feels like he's a, he's beyond the jack shore fight but it's not illogical so thank you Aronsky.
3: oh that i mean that's interesting just i feel like they they really like jack shore too and that's a really tough fight to throw him in like i know 35 is so deep and you kind of like there's certain matchups and certain placements that like you just can't avoid but I think that's a fight you can make like down the line. I like the matchup. It would be interesting but Barcelos is 36 years old and that's that's a young man in this sport it can be especially with how he's looking right now. But you probably you only got this man for so long probably. I don't know. I, I that's a future that's a future fight. Not that's yeah. not a right now fight.
4: Yeah, I can I can agree with that. Uh, Ryan Doherty, Ryan Doherty, Thank you for uh, at our Doherty 797 on Twitter. Thank you for uh, reaching out to us for the first time. Big fan of the show. Uh, says he loves us to do it every Monday morning. Well, now he listens to it on, on Sunday afternoon. You're welcome, uh, Ryan. You are welcome. He likes Jan and Ioana. Uh There's a lot of good matchups for Joanna. We just don't know when Joanna wants to fight again. That's right. really, that's probably the issue. Um, and, and I don't know if I want Jan to have to go through that fight to, to earn a title shot. Not that I don't think she can win it, but that's a lot to ask. Listen, I think she's going to have to win another one. So,
3: f- honestly, like, if she fought Yoana, Io- like, Yoana would probably be my first choice if I had the book. But, again, Yoana has already said, like, I don't know when I'm coming back. I need to have fans. She's saying all these different things. That leads me to believe that she is in no hurry to come back. So, the more logical pick is is Asparza. But if she goes out there and beats Yoana. there is no doubt about it. She's getting a title shot. Like, There are a lot of people who think that Joanna should get the fight before Rose Nami Yunus because that first fight was so good. And if they booked it again, I'd be all right with that. I would absolutely be all right with that. But Jan's good. I mean, Jan is somebody to keep an eye on. She is a legit prospect, a legit up-and-comer in this division. I still think she needs
4: another win, though. And Strawweight is a legit division. Strawweight is really good. So it's good. really strawweight and and flyweight uh, and women's flyweight. Man, people, I hope people recognize how good these divisions have become. Credit to the matchmakers, credit to the fighters for for how strong these two divisions have become. Um, admittedly, the heavier weight class right now, uh, not that great. But you know what? I would say the same about the men's divisions as well. So <laughs> that's kind of just the nature of the sport. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry to tell you, uh, he uh, <laughs> Ryan Doherty, come on. He said Andre Arlovski versus for Fabrice for Verdum. Verdum is. I guess he hasn't technically signed with anyone else yet, but he's essentially gone from the UFC. But, uh, Hey, you know what? Maybe Bellator someday. So, uh, that's a, that's a futures pick for, sure. for Ryan. I'll, I'll give you credit for a futures pick there. Uh, Bellator 2022, Orlovsky versus keepers main event at uh, Mohegan sun and, and uh, glamorous Uncasville, Connecticut. I'm, I'm down. I'm so down. Um, Oh sorry, one more verse out of shadow because I forgot they sent me one a couple of weeks ago. I totally forgot to mention them. Uh, Marcus McGahey at the Notorious B I V on Twitter. Thank you for sending your suggestions as well. He likes Arlovsky Sergey Pavlovich. Uh this matchup, which I looked at, but I don't like it for either guy because they're both trending upwards and should keep them away from each other. Uh Haone and Casey Kenny. Mm, not, not right now. Wow. Som- that someday. Is... Someday. someday. Not right now. Sheesh. Someday. 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 Plenty of time for both those guys are gonna be around for a long time. But well, like I said, how a little bit older in age, but I think we, we could see him fight Kenny down the road.
3: God, that's a fun fight. It wow. Is, it really is. That really one, is. that one I have less of an issue with than the Jack <laughs> Shore one. Because Kenny's proven himself, in my
4: opinion, to get a fight like that. Jack Shore hasn't done so just yet. And he is uh Marcus is down with you on Jan Asparza and also the alternative uh waterson winner. So you you and Marcus you're on the, you guys are on the same wave there. So uh good stuff all around. Thank you guys for the DMs. Uh, I'll run very quickly through some of the Twitter Oh, that. You friends like mentioned my usual my usual quick hits for our wild card stuff. Uh, I think I only have one and that's uh oh well no, I have two. Uh Garagori, man watch when you throw those knees because boy I hate to be a backseat I hate to be a backseat coacher but it really looked like he threw that knee, and, and it's what got him, got him taken down, and cost him the fight. I'm just saying. Yes. And uh, Ramiz Brahimai uh, just got that ear fixed up, but oh, call uh, Jamie Campbell. Sorry, we we, we got to Johnny. That, Johnny, Johnny, Campbell. Me, Johnny Campbell. We got to set up the support group. Johnny Campbell, <laughs> uh, Brahimai, uh, guys, you guys got to because uh, Johnny, uh, Johnny Campbell had a great attitude about it. So I hope I hope Brahimai's not too down, and and maybe he can talk to uh, to Campbell about, about how to deal with that emotionally because that was oh, wow. no yeah. more damaging people's ears. All right. Uh, no, we don't need to see that anymore. Yeah. So so uh, on Twitter. Uh, so some very amusing responses. So I asked for a response for uh, Darren Elkins. What's next? And uh, kind of as you suggested, uh, uh, at, uh, Dan on Twitter said uh, at W underscore 99. A doctor. Uh, yes. Fine. I agree. Though someone else threw out Diego Sanchez, which would just be which I hadn't even thought about. But I'm like in a sick way. I'm kind of like, I guess it'd be at lightweight. Or it, Diego's not going down to. I
3: don't want Diego but. to go down to lightweight.
4: I want to see Diego fight like Damian Maya, one eighty-five, at this point. Suddenly, I feel like this fight. I wish the fight had happened now when Diego was flirting with featherweight. But anyway, that's just a, that's a sick matchup. Roman uh, Romanov Alenik, was a, a one people were loud, a lot of people were saying. Um, someone else said he deserves to just get some KFC. Which I mean, look, he's a big guy, but come on, we don't need to many cracks about heavyweights Wait, um, Giga, someone said. Pfft. Oh, two boy. people. Two people at Bejuggled and at Combat Sports Ten both said Edson Barbosa. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Great Another fight, win. obviously. Great fight. Great fight. Too soon. And uh Honey Man, a lot of people like the Sean O'Malley thing. I don't know where that's coming from. Uh but uh is there any new uh, at Willy Trooper2 says Pedro Munoz, so that's one we hadn't seen before. And at Kieran Hill twenty four Ah, uh, Song Yadong, which again I think we just want to see Song Yidong fight. Kind of haven't seen him since the Cheeto fight. So, uh, yeah. But most intriguing. So thank you again, everyone, for all those suggestions, the the, the DMs, the emails, everything is fantastic. I ran a poll, Mike. Uh oh. Uh oh. I ran a poll on our using our using our work account. I ran a poll. <laughs> I'm mischievous like that. <laughs> and I said, look, who would you rather see fight, Jan Blachowicz for the UFC light heavyweight title? Okay, go, go over to or Israel Adesanya. I'm aware of this recency bias, running a poll like that right after <laughs> Tashera has an amazing performance like that. It's gonna tilt in his favor. But I'm just saying, right now, as of today, uh, with almost 10,000 votes in total, uh, Teixeira has 59%, 59.4%. Uh, Izzy, 40.6%, so. Wow. I'm just saying, it's out there, it's out there. Dana White, check out these polls, matchmakers. Check out, I'm just saying, wow. a lot of support for, I. Uh,
3: that's very surprising to me honestly like i know this is a, our fans uh, are, I
4: thought <laughs> our fans are smart mike it doesn't surprise me because our fans and our readership are smart educated people not to insult the people who picked a because it's a great fight as well but the 59.4 percent, thank you for putting more thought into this than dana white just throwing out a name out there for a super fight that doesn't need to happen right now
3: i'm pleasantly surprised i'll i'll say that mm-hmm. pleasantly surprised great answer it should be Chashera. I am a meritocracy based kind of a kind of a guy, not a fighter kind of a guy. But I'm surprised. I thought Adesanya, because of his popularity and because of the buzz that he has, I just thought like his name would be kind of the automatic winner. I expected it to be close. Like if you asked this question like you know, two weeks ago when this thing was announced, and you put all three of those guys, I would expect Adesanya to have like seventy-five percent of the vote. Here, he's losing. He's on the wrong side of it. That's crazy. I like it, though. I like it. I kind of hope that the UFC just calls an audible here. Because the the whole thing is messed up, AK. The whole situation is messed up. Because the problem with not booking a fight with Robert Whitaker was, oh, I don't want to wait till March. But now they're saying that this fight's going to happen in March. They're saying that this fight is going to happen in March. Right. So just do both title fights on the <laughs> same card in March. What is the problem? What is the problem? Adesanya versus Whitaker for the middleweight title. Bohovic versus Teixeira for the light heavyweight title. If both guys win, go ahead and book it. Go ahead and book it. International Fight Week or whatever they're calling it now. July. Put them on the July card. That's the fight to make. Then you can do title versus title, champion versus champion, whatever. But if, they're both, if the fight's going to happen in March, just give it to Whitaker and give it to Teixeira, and then we can all be happy and free and we don't have to debate <laughs> this every week. It's ridiculous.
4: Mike is fired up people you can hear it in his voice, and I wish you could see him he's fired up and he's animated poor Robert Whittaker I'm just like he's just like what are you serious? I'm waiting till March. I'm waiting till March and then well comes out and says we're fighting in March. What what is going on here? Not to mention hopefully sometime in the next two months like we actually have like john jones actually books a heavyweight fight is that too much to ask <laughs> that we actually get some update on that because is that even is that that's I that is that still happening is this another tease we don't know right so so yes like you said we have two very viable uh, title shots in the light heavyweight division and the middleweight division we have john jones hopefully actually making that move to heavyweight there's no reason to to cross these storylines right now there's, ju- there's just no reason to do it so yeah, I, I think you're right. I, I think we're all in agreement. Uh, us and apparently almost 60% of our of our people, the people who vote in this poll are in agreement. Let's just be sensible. Let's slow the pump the breaks down in some of this drama and just let's go with go with the fights that are that are right in front of us. Come on now.
3: Let me ask you this question. Who has the oh. who has the bigger chance of getting the big fat hose job? Tishera or Francis Ngannou?
4: <laughs> oh, that's a real I still think Ngannou. I don't know why. I just <laughs> Because again, I do think uh, it's more likely Jones gets a heavyweight fight before uh, coming back down to fight either of whoever's there waiting for him at 205 when this all settles. Um, and then uh, who knows how long it's going to take? If, regardless of whether he beats Stevie or Stevie beats him, who knows how long it's going to take to set up another title fight? So I think I think Ngannou could get screwed again. I hope he doesn't fight again um, before getting a title shot. But I, again, like we said, for some of the people, to, uh, several of the people on today's car, uh, matchmaking show. Sometimes you have no choice. Man's got to eat, man's got to stay busy, and uh, and, uh, and people want to fight.
3: Well, we appreciate all of your suggestions, and we invite you to keep those suggestions coming. So hit us up on the Twitter, a.k.a. is at Alexander K. Lee. I am at MikeHeck underscore JR. And join us next week as we recap the fallout of UFC Vegas 14, headlined by Islam Makachev versus the former world champ returning to 155, Rafael DeSantos, Kind of a thin card, if we're being honest. We went through it on the on the post fight show. It's just not that great, if we're being honest. But uh, positivity—these are the ones that usually create the most chaos, and we're all here for that as we get closer to the UFC's next pay per view extravaganza, UFC 255. So, with that said, we are out of time. For Alex Kaylee, I am Mike Heck. Thank you for listening. If you got it a day early, tell your friends how that happened, and always remember. Don't take this too seriously. MMA is supposed to be fun. We will see you next time right here on On to the Next One, the podcast. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.
0: With the NBA Finals around the corner, you can bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet up to $1,500 if your first bet doesn't hit.
1: bet based on amount of initial losing bet bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see dkng.co/ bball for eligibility wagering and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources
2: the current podcast is back with an exciting new season featuring marketing executives from the world's most influential brands.